This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. Good evening, good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. 
Hello, how are we all? Welcome along. This is LTID from Leicester Till I Die. Uh, thank you for joining us. It's the weekly debate show. Let's talk Leicester. Uh, hope you can hear me okay. Hope my microphone is working. Uh, I'll just wait and see if Dave sticks a thumb up at me uh, to let me know that it is working okay, which he has done. Thank you very much, young man. Um, so welcome along. It's Monday night. It's seven o'clock. We are without the beautiful Kate tonight. She, yes, yeah, she stood us up. I mean, I know what you're saying. How? We you know she's got three hunks like me, Dave and Brad. And she's given us up to go and watch a load of under-23 boys run around a pitch. How could she do it? <laughs> Very easily, I would guess, is the answer to that. But she may be popping in as the show goes on. But she is down at the training ground watching, uh, I think it's the old Beaver Ground training ground, watching Leicester City under-23s take on Middlesbrough in Premier League 2. And as you can see from that, Oh, we need all the help we can. We lost 7-1 last time out away at Wigan, and we are currently third off bottom uh, with um, just three points. So uh, come on, Kate, bring us some luck. Bring us some luck. Um, we need it, let's be honest. Uh, look, that's where you can find us all, Lester Till I Die TV on social media. Please feel free to join us uh, in the chat. Do keep it polite. Do keep it... Um, uh, uh, nice. We will be uh, going through the chat as we do. Uh, we've got certain topics to start with that we'll be concentrating on. So if we don't answer your questions or relate to them straight away, we will try and fit as many in as we can at the end. Uh, but we don't ignore them. They are starred and we'll say we'll try and get through as many as we can at the end. So just a few quick uh, hellos. Um, First of all, to, to Rob, good evening, sir, from the West Ham Massive. <laughs> His wife never said that about him. Uh, welcome along, mate. You are welcome. Uh, how are you doing? Um, Moy's in. Moy's out. I mean, there was a lot of Moy's out. Then he went and won you a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, a tin pot European trophy. Uh, it was all Moy's in. Started the season well. Wheels coming off the wagon. Let me know what you think, Matt. Let me know how your season is going, Rob. Nate is in all the way from America. Nate, I am very well. Sorry. Hell of a lot better than I was this time last uh, last week uh, when I was in bed. Um, Stuart is in. Hello. Um, Evening, Russell. Uh, watching, watching a hair, washing a hair, exactly. Watching a hair? I don't know. I suppose she does that, but no, washing a hair. How can she be washing a hair when she's got three honks there? I don't know. And Highfields is in. Hello, Highfields. Welcome along. How are you? Let me get my guests in and then we can start the chat. Look, if you ever wonder what it's like to be famous, this man, this man, he has had a song written about him. Yes, he has. I mean, um, it may be by the Proclaimers. It may be in Scottish. We don't understand the word it's saying. But he did walk 5,000 miles. I'm sure it felt like it a couple of Sundays ago. Dave, hello, sir. How the devil are you? Hello. I thought you were talking about Brad when you said famous. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, away. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Good to have you back. Thank you so very much. It's good to be back. I tell you what, mate, I think I walked too and I was absolutely knackered. How the hell you did 26 <laughs> point two? I yeah, uh, it, it's actually it's dead easy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you didn't know I was recording pre show and we yeah. do have that update, but uh, yeah. look, look, you smashed your record. So yeah. well done, or your target, I should say, uh, yeah. raising money for, for prostate cancer. Uh, yeah. And you met Cammy. 
Yeah, yeah, he's uh, good to talk to actually. He's doing well. You know, he's not been well. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, he's had a, a, a reversing operation, if you like, um, and his brain is um, regenerating. And it's quite oh, wow. amazing. There's some incredible things going on that he told us that aren't public yet about things mm. like Alzheimer's. So, you know, it, it's just early days, but stuff is happening, which is great news. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was really chirpy and, and good to be with. Well, As was Jeff. On his good days, he was struggling a bit at one stage as well. <laughs> well, like I say, I have the utmost sympathy for you. I, uh, <laughs> I, I only just about managed the point too. But somebody who could probably, you know, realises now that there's hope for him if there's brain regeneration. It's Brad. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. I mean, I was, I was quite happy oh, to hear this brain regeneration, but then I realised it's going to cost money, so I don't have the funds for it. <laughs> Well, well, I, well, I, well, I, we'll start to just collect where yeah, yeah. for you, you know. Oh, cheers. I appreciate your generosity already. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put a penny in, you know, I mean, nothing, nothing if not uh, generous. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying the winning start set of the season. Yeah, it's a very good start to the season. Probably better, well, certainly better than what I expected when I looked at the fixtures um, mm -hmm. before a ball was kicked. Uh, I think everything, you know, has been. Really well, you know, the players were brought in, the manager's philosophy, uh, just the attitude around the ground, the, the general atmosphere just feels a lot better in, in, in general. So long may it continue. Yeah, I mean, when you come to think, Dave, <laughs> let me t let me take you back. If only I had the only I, only I was a DJ and I had some suitable music handy. <laughs> but let me take you back twelve months. Uh, I mean, what a different feeling. Yeah, I mean, first couple of, well, first three games, deep down, I think I thought it was all over. I never admitted that till about the last five, but, mm. you know, watching those home performances, was it Brentford and Southampton, you thought we'd given up then. Yes. You really did. Um, yeah. And now, what's he done? He switched, was it six different players this week again? Um, he did you know, five, made five changes, and yeah. we're going to have to get used to that, aren't we? Well, I think it's brilliant because when we need to, it won't be a problem. If no. you think back last year, when players got injured, and even the year before, people like Johnny Evans going, you know, you suddenly think, well, who the hell can we play there now? Um, mm. Oh, Daniel Amati. Well, we knew. We kn <laughs> Hang on, that is um, nine minutes eight seconds in. <laughs> He's got it. Um, no, I mean, we, well, we 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 know we, we, he had uh, a certain Turkish. Uh, Champions League quarter finalist team that he's playing for now that uh, you and me would have picked, but but he wouldn't. But uh, but but there it is. It, it is a, a different feeling altogether. Um, I want to start, and uh, I have got so much wrong this year. The humble pie, I mean, it's just coming quick and fast. I mean, uh, I said at the start, and I know you talked about it last week, um, and I was hoping, fortunately, I couldn't be here uh, that. I, whilst I was excited by the appointment of Enzo, I wasn't sure if he was the right person because of experience. I mean, bloody hell, he's proved me wrong, hasn't he? But he's just getting so much out of players that either A, you thought the career was over, or B, 
you know, he's shifting them into position or, or, or playing to their style. And we've talked about, you know, some of those players and we'll probably pop up again later. But I want to talk about this guy. Now, look, you know, thanks to artwork, he looks almost as old as Dave there. But <laughs> it is Mr Vardy. Uh, one and I, it was a penalty, Dave. But, I mean, let's be honest with you, I don't think either you or me could have run the length of that pitch to celebrate. But perfect spot kick, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and it it worries me with penalties over the last couple of years because he's not got the greatest record, but that was back to his best with that. I mean, it, it's not easy, um, but you know he, he should score. But you know where he put it was incredible, and oh. that gives that shows the confidence that the guy's got now. Yeah, I mean, Brad, uh, both Alan Shearer. And Gary Lineker said, yeah, run down to the, the away fans, do your bit, enjoy it, because he'd been taking stick all game. I mean, jokingly, I've aged him there. Um, but he, 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 we joked about it, didn't we, that this, he could still be playing longer than Stanley Matthews. I mean, we've, we both said this will probably be his last season for us. Will it? Well, we've been saying that for the last couple of seasons, haven't we? We fought last season, and I think he only got four goals in all competitions. He was like, well, that's it, he's done, you know, a stubborn seal wouldn't change his mind. But, you know, we, we were thinking he'd pass the torch over at some point to the likes of back then, Nacho and, and, and Dapper, and it didn't. Mm. It proved us wrong, and he's, he's continuing to prove us wrong. And he's and and, and, it, and it was interesting, wasn't it, because we said this in the, in the post-match, just when you think, you know, and we know Vardy's not all about his goals. It's very undermining to just say, oh, he's just, he just scores your goals and that's all he's good for. We've seen this season that even at the age of, the ripe old age of 36, you know, he's still got, you know, the ability to learn and, and he's now becoming more of a provider for, for, for other people to have the chances and just showing you that what if you've got a really good football brain, and you've got a really good ability to adapt and learn quickly, like Jamie Vardy has been doing all his career, that there's no real limit on how long you can play the game at a good level. And Dave, players will adapt when it comes towards the end of the career if it means um, actually extending that career. We've seen quite a few strikers that have dropped into midfield uh, to, to prolong the career. I mean, if you're if you're Leicester and Jamie Vardy, and all that, I mean, it's look. Let's not get too excited. But then again, I, I, I'm thinking, why the bloody hell shouldn't we get excited after last yeah, season? You not? know, eight games in, top of the table. Um, we're clear of third. We're clear of seventh. Let's say we get promoted and we go up. Do we give him an extra season? <laughs> um... <laughs> here comes the political answer here, uh, Brad. <laughs> well, I'll see you next week. See you yeah. later. <laughs> I would think it depends a lot on what happens in the summer transfer window. Yeah. Because he's a great backup player in the Premier League. He didn't get a chance last year. He didn't really get the chance he should have. So, and he lost interest in a Well, he didn't because he's Leicester, but, you know, it must have been really sickening for him. Um, especially when he saw how we were doing. Yeah. So I, you never know with him, do you? You just don't know. I mean, you should say, no, he won't be able to make it in the Premier League again. But who knows? Who knows? I mean, I can't remember. How old was um, 
Kevin Phillips when he played for us in that promotion season. I, I think he turned 40 during it. I mm, actually think yeah. he hit 40 because yeah. we came up. He's still our oldest goal scorer, isn't he? When he scored yeah. against, was it Bournemouth? Was it Bournemouth he scored? I was, so I think he was yeah. yeah, I think he was 39 and very close to 40 then. And so he must have been 40 and retired. And of course, to add to that, Teddy Sheringham was 40 and not out when he was playing for West Ham yeah. in the Premier League. So yeah. it's, it's, it's an important role he can hold in that dressing room. And I keep different players, though, aren't they? I mean, Vardy's yeah. strength is running, it is going on the through balls, although he's playing some great stuff in midfield. I always thought it was harder to play in midfield than up front. But, well, Rooney know. did it, didn't he? He dropped out yeah, from striker yeah, to yeah, false yeah. nine. So there's there's good examples out there that players can still do it. Brad can't he? I mean, he, he is starting to do that now because they were saying, you know, before it would be indeed he getting the ball for Vardy to run on to. Now it's almost vice versa that Vardy's yeah. getting the ball. And again, all right, you know, he's 36, so he's, he's maybe got a couple of seasons left in him. But again, even if you're a Premier League striker, 70 minutes, and you see him warming up and coming on, even if it's for the last 10 minutes, he just creates, uh, let, let, let's call it the um, the, uh, the, 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 the the spider calich effect. Just seeing him coming on for those last <laughs> 10 minutes, yeah, yeah. he could just put that fear in, couldn't it? Certainly did to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it could. And, and the thing is, You've got to remember how important it is these these sort of players that that, that not just live long in the memory of the club, but in, in terms of, you know, because he'll go down as a legend of the club by neutrals, let alone just Leicester fans. Yeah. Um, but that impetus, isn't it? You know, tight game, 1-0, 1-0 down or 1-0, looking for a way to really G the crowd up at a home game. You look to your bench, you want to warm your number nine up in time to get on because... Even if he's lost that pace, that won't really break through defences. We're seeing something with Enzo clearly working on him to make him still a dangerous threat. And you know, like you said, with how he swapped with Indeedy, now he's setting him up. I tell you what, Chris is funny. I know we've said a few times, Indeedy's new. He's like a new signing. I remember Indeedy used to twinkle, Mister Twinkle Toes in the Box, winning penalties this season. Used to be Mr. Stumbly over and giving away penalties for the last 12 months. So it just shows with the right mentality and, and, and a new fresh of art on it, you can really get the best out of anyone. It's almost like Enzo said to him, keep out of your own bloody penalty box. Yeah, go and fall over in the, in the right box, you might win or something. <laughs> uh, Dave, let me ask you this then, because, I mean, his celebration, it's, it's okay to go and wind the opposing fans up, isn't it? That's what he does. That's mm. what he's always done. Um, whether it's breaking corner flags or just doing the old chicken or, you know, what was it? The eagle at Palace. I'm going to say, I don't remember him doing the chicken, but I remember him doing the eagle. Yeah, I don't know why I said chicken. No, that, no, was, Mac that, that was McAteer's celebration. That was McAteer's oh, celebration. Was. I did a little chicken one. Yeah. 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 I think he no, needs I to mean, work on that, McAteer. That's what Vardy does, <laughs> isn't it? And, and that's why we love him. Yeah. Um, right then, Dave. Let me ask you this question then, because they on, did then. say on the um, on the on the commentary at the weekend, uh, start building the statue for him. Uh, we know we, we're not particularly good at building statues at Leicester. I mean, yes, we've got one to the late great Cucoon uh, Top, but uh, I, I still riles me that Stoke have got a statue to um, 
Gordon Banks and we haven't, and yet he was with us when he won the World Cup. Who gets a statue, Vardy or Ranieri? Well, Vardy, I think, without doubt. Really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, everybody says it was Pearson's team that won the league. Ranieri was lucky to be there, but he did a great job. I wouldn't knock that, but he, he was there one year or just mm. over a year, you know, and if he'd have stayed, it could have been disastrous. Um, the only team, well, second teams have won the league and gone down, could have been. Yeah, yes. So, I mean, Vardy's been, been with us, God knows what now. Do you, mean, do you know who the other one was? Mm-hmm. Do you know who the other, no, I think we were, were we second or third, but do you know who the other team was? What, Black when? Blackburn Rovers. Oh, no, Manchester, wasn't it? Wow, well, you see, this is why I, this is why I stopped myself because it's Blackburn Rovers if it's the Premier League, but it's uh, Manchester City also did it if you're including the. Uh... Oh, there's football before the Premier League. Oh, no, no, yeah, it yeah. does exist despite the rumours. Football yes. did exist yeah. before ninety two. Yes. Any children watching? Anybody under thirty? Ask your mum and dad. Yes, Man City. Whatever did happen to them? Brad, who for you? Vardy or Ranieri? It, it's a tricky one because I don't feel like... I think if he was going to do a statue to commemorate the um, the Premier League winning season, you'd have probably got that iconic picture of them lifting the trophy. I don't think it's an individual sort of accomplishment. And it'd be very wrongdoing to the likes of Morgan and, and, and Mares and that, 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 that obviously won us the league. I'm, you know what I mean? I, I think if you had that iconic picture with Ranieri involved in that and a statue making I, I'd go for that but individual person is Vardy Dave's right all day long he's been here 10 years he's been nothing but an absolute legend to the club mm-hmm. he's actually managed to keep the pants in the relationship in terms of uh, in, in, in stopping moves happening we all remember the, the first of 900 Arsenal players that they were, Arsenal fans thought they were getting from Leicester that he turned down so yeah it would be individually it'd be Vardy of course Vardy also um Invented the windowsill. What a ledge! What a ledge! <laughs> I knew that was coming for God's sake. <laughs> I, think, I think what what actually sums Vardy up is I remember vividly when Leicester in the Great Escape, um, um, Gary Neville commenting when we were losing all the time, saying, "You know, Jamie Vardy needs to get nasty again. You know, mm. he's, he's playing too nice." You know, he needs to go back to how he played, right on their heels, you know, maybe give him a bit of a clip. And he'd started to do that um, and we escaped. But that was how important it was to have him up there doing that. And, yeah. and I think even now, you're right, guys, that coming on for the last 10, 15 minutes, you know, he can upset a defender by just going boo or something like that. Because yes. yeah. he, he knows he's behind him. He knows he's likely to get clouted. And the goalkeeper, as a goalkeeper, you know, Brad, you said, you know, you don't want to go out for a 50-50 with Vardy. No, no. Not if you've no. got any brains. <laughs> Luckily, I don't, so I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> you walked into that one, Brad. Um, <laughs> that um, Dave, I mean, lovely to see Ranieri, King James and um, Rennie back again. Ranieri? No, no, I think no, you mean Pearson. Pearson. Sorry, Pearson. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he got one with Ranieri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was a wonderful moment, wasn't it? And uh, everybody had tears in their eyes and everybody was 
happy to win. So it was a good day all round for us. Yeah, including, including obviously, um, uh, Nitro Pearson who had tears in his eyes. Yeah. But, uh, Bristol, uh, uh, I thought they, they fought pretty well, you know, from what bits I saw. They were getting everybody behind the ball. They knew they had to defend like hell. Mm. Obviously, it could have been five or six. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't be too disappointed with that. No, no. Okay, I mean, Brad, let us um, look at that. I mean, oh, I can't, I can't stop looking at this. I mean, I everybody said before the season started, like, oh, Leicester are going to go up, Leicester are going to be champions, blah, blah, and all this that, and the other. And I'm kind of saying, well, look, you know, let's let's just take it, you know, easy because it's very disrespectful to the the, the rest of the division. Um, Burnley weren't this good this early on, and look where what happened to them. Yeah, I mean, it's a great sign. And, and like I said, the start, it, you know, the start's even better than even I would have imagined. You know, one thing I, I, I made uh, insane um, before and after the, the Bristol game is that the most important thing that we've had there, which is why we have the gap we have, is in, you know, in, in, these, um, in these eight games, you know, we, yes, we've lost one, but the other seven have all been wins. You know, you look at other teams that yeah. will... Being that favourite at the start of the season, you know, notably one of our opponents that we'll talk about later on, you know, Blackburn, you know, you look at Southampton's horrid form that is very cursed at the moment, Leeds start to the season. A lot of teams have maybe gone on good runs, but they've drawn a few. Leicester haven't done that yet. Leicester have made them very much win or bust and 90% of the results have been wins. So it's, it's great to see. Yeah. Uh, Dave, I mean... <sighs> I shouldn't say this, but story of my life peaked too soon. No, I don't think so. I think um, Enzo will make sure that doesn't happen. I don't think he'll allow the players to get complacent. Um, and uh, that's something that, you know, I mean, Faze, I thought, is a complacent player anyway. And he, you know, he was out of the team for the game. Uh, played okay, I think, on Saturday from what I saw. Mm. Little bits I saw, but you know you just need to be reminded every now and again that until you finish the season, you're not promoted, and I think that will happen. It'll be like Pearson, really, in a, a different type of way. But do you? I mean, Pearson was the last bloke to get us out of this division. Uh, Enzo's come in, uh, like I say, wasn't my first choice, but it did excite me. Um, Actually, the, the aforementioned Blackburn manager and the Ipswich Town manager is not doing so, so bad himself, to be honest with you there, is he? But, you know, um, I didn't think Enzo, whilst it excited me, I did wonder if he'd got the experience of this sort of league. Do you think, though, Dave, that when we look at Burnley, I mean, all right, they, they took him a little bit longer to sort of get going last season, but when they did, it was a stroll in the park for them. Struggling now, they've gone up. You know, Brad said the other day, the three teams that have gone up are the three that look like they're, well, at the moment they're in the bottom three. Troy will end like that. But Blackburn can't can't buy a, a win at the moment. No, I mean, but they'll all come down, I think, which is a shame because mm. I, I felt it was getting closer. I felt that the bottom 10 in the Premier League was getting closer to the Championship top 10. Um, and I think you look at some of the teams in the Championship, then you know, you could probably argue that a lot of them could do well. I just think Luton haven't really got the resources. Um, Burnley, similar 
club maybe to Luton, but we were a bit bigger. And Sheffield United, well, I think they've probably got uh, 11 injuries, or they certainly did have for this weekend. So they were almost playing half their second team. Um, now, that's not helping them. Sheffield United, maybe, if they get all the people fit, might have half a chance with their home games. But I can't see the other two. It's a shame. I'd love to see them stay up, but I can't see it. Brad, 8-0, it was a bit close, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And it seems it's a bit strange that if you look back over the recent history in Premier League football, these seven, eight, nine nils have been a bit frequently happening at least once a season. Um, this this is the problem, though, and you could. This is something that that that, that um, with all the investment and the big money that's going on in the Premier League, it's making it um, it's making it difficult. I mean, these clubs over the recent years that have been in the Premier League, Luton, Huddersfield, Sheffield United, it's not so much. I don't think it's so much that the, the bridge in 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 talent. That, that's at some of these clubs because I, I agree with Dave. I feel that on their day, Burnley, Sheffield United, fully fit, can hold their own against the teams they need to to try and stay up in the division. I think the biggest flux is, and people might like snigger at what I'm about to say here, but if you really think about it, it doesn't lay a patch on it. Yes, they'll get TV revenue from the playoffs and, and the packet. They just don't have the financial capabilities to do it. These squads come up after spending years, you know, barely spending ten million on a season because they they can't generate the revenue, and then when they get a massive surge, you know, look at Luton the season they had to have their game against Burnley postponed because their stadium wasn't up to Premier League standards, and they just it's that's the big gap that needs to be filled in terms of competitiveness, Dave. My worry, and I said this to, 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 to Brad before, is you know, all with you know, how many of these players that we've got in on loan are we actually going to be able to sort of keep? But then, when you look at the amount of wingers we've got with options to buy, well, we've got Maketeer, <laughs> will we need to, to, to keep most of them? I guess we will for squad size, but. Um, that is obviously the big worry is, is keeping hold of this, this team if we go up. But we'll strengthen it, won't we, if we go up? Because we've got a manager who knows players. You know, he'll know Premier League standard players and he'll strengthen it whether the lone players stay or not. I mean, I would imagine Chelsea will have theirs, but they could do with them, couldn't they? Um, <laughs> but, uh, sorry, Chelsea boys. Um, but, yeah, I think we'll just strengthen if we go up. Better this time. We'll do it better. We'll do it early. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is the first early transfer window we've had that I can remember for a long time, and it's worked. I mean, I I'm, I am actually going to wait until the international break, Dave. Uh, but I was going to do a follow up to the um, you know how bad was top last season in handling things to completely turn it around and say, well, all right, yes, as bad as he was last season, my God, Dave, hasn't he, hasn't he made up for it this season? Definitely, yeah, yeah. I, and, you know, you don't know the truth, do you, last season? We all said it was top and not telling um, Bell End the problem. But, you know, you do wonder, don't you? Yeah. Okay? I mean, certainly the players he bought, you have to wonder about. Although, saying that, Vestergaard's turned out all right, hasn't he? Excuse me there. He has. Oh, 
and my 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 excuse me, we cannot say we cannot say that name without just playing playing his music really. Ah, Yannick. Yeah, <laughs> all joking aside, though, Brad. Come on. I mean, uh, I, I, I joke about it, but square pegs, square holes, isn't it? Yeah, and and this is this just shows you how quickly your fortunes can change change around in the game of football. Because as was clearly noted from his appointment, there were six players, maybe a few then players we weren't too fussed about we'll never know but there were six players that wanted out the door and then after a couple of weeks working under Enzo six players that suddenly wanted to stay and work for the side uh, I, I mean there's, there's there's a few notable players with contracts that um, will run out at the end of the season and you'd like to think that if things keep going well that, that they'll see no reason to, to secure themselves uh, a contract with Leicester to extend their stay but yeah it's just it's just good, and you know we've said this before during our history. We 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 both have said that we said this even before you know LTID TV was a was a was a thing that sometimes in a weird sort of way relegation. Can be the best. We're we're like the Premier League. There was no football before us. Oh, exactly, of course, <laughs> there was definitely no there was no football before us. But we, we you know we've said back in the League One days. We you know we said it back then. That the relegation was probably the best thing to happen to this club because you do wonder, and you know, thankfully we don't have to in a way, what this squad would look like and who would potentially be the manager of this squad uh, had we somehow stayed up. You know, had had Bournemouth found a, a you know an equaliser in that game and then we stayed up, would we have cleared the players we got? Would we have kept hold of some of the players? that we had or would we have felt the necessary need to cash in on these players without even giving them a chance and you know obviously we all want to be in the Premier League but sometimes yeah. you need to just uh, you know you need to step back to kind of rebuild again it's, it's... Dave, and, and you know Cody I mean in fairness and I think under, under the previous uh, regime uh, he would have been straight back in you know, he's been on the bench for uh, for two two games. Uh, we do know that. I, I always remember a quote, and I think it might have been Rob Tanner that wrote it actually. But reading that, uh, Brendan Rodgers did not have a small squad. He had the same size squad as everybody else. We just had a small squad of players that he trusted in. And I think wow. had we been under him, Cody would have come straight back in, and Vestergaard would have been out. But fair play to to Enzo. You know, he he's all right. Maybe he's not been a hundred percent, but that that never used to worry Brendan. But he's kept he's kept faith, and we may see Cody start on Wednesday. I think we probably will, if all honestly, because of his experience. But I've got to say, you know, he he's he's stuck by him, and I think he's slowly turning people around, Yannick. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he's done all right, hasn't he? But I, I think you're right about that. I think it, I don't know how Brendan could have a players that he trusted because none of them really performed um so if they're not performing then surely you change it well yes you would but i mean let me ask you this then dave had had he stayed and enzo had been the manager could enzo have turned a marty around in your eyes Uh, nobody could do that 
not at centre half anyway. Yeah, midfield. Yeah, I mean, you know, going forward, forward at midfield, I think maybe, but not centre half. <laughs> you're not going to change. You're not going to. Honestly, Dave, you need you need to do this. I used to sit there and see the ball going to him in the back four and just shudder. <laughs> and I say, hold on to your hatred. It is strong. It works. Because my <laughs> hatred with Perez, seeing him go, we got our wishes, Dave. Yeah. Do never let that hate go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, sorry, Brad, I mean, sorry. I mean, I've said we are in the, in the middle. I mean, we played, we played Southampton, who were joint top favourites to us to go up. We beat them. We beat Norwich, one of the pre-season favourites to be at least in the playoffs. We put them to the sword. All right, both of them have had a, are in a bit of a sticky patch. We've got Blackburn coming up, who are just sat outside the playoffs. We've got Preston North End, who, well, let's face it, we're vying for top place with them. They're sitting in third, but they're unbeaten so far this season. We've got Stoke there, as you can see, in Swansea. None of these games. If, if that takes us to just pass the international break. Now, if we go up to that Swansea game and we are still top, then I, I know it's again, it's early, but that's a quarter of the season gone at that point. And I will actually be starting to think, hmm, maybe. I think I think you're very right. I mean, at that point, obviously you'd be looking at how other teams that are close quarters to us are doing, mm. but essentially you would start looking at that championship table. And if Leicester are top and you know, whether that's a four or five point gap over third or fourth and then and maybe even a bigger gap over the likes of seventh and eighth. Mm. Um, that's when you start hedging your bets a little bit more on, on, on what you'd call the favourite, if, if you would. And you would start to say and go, OK, any chance that you had of, of Leicester stumbling and not getting a job done this season it, it is past. They're informed, they're settled. You know, in all this 20, 30, 40% there would be rubbish. It'd all be 100%. And you would, you'd be hard pressed. If Leicester were to win all them games that you've mentioned there uh, before we play Swansea, you'd be hard pressed to not look at Leicester and think, surely top two. Yeah. You know, maybe not necessarily winning it at that point, but you'd definitely be looking at Leicester for now on promotion. I mean, looking at those, ignore the last game because that's actually after the international break. But Stoke take us up to the next international break, Dave. Uh, nine points up for grabs there. I mean, I'd probably say Preston on paper should be the most difficult game. I would probably take a point, uh, although we are at home to them. I probably would take a point. Uh, how many would you be looking at out of nine? Well, nine. I think we'll beat Preston. Um, their bubble will burst at some stage, uh, as Norwich's has. That was staggering, yeah. wasn't it? Absolutely mm. staggering. I think we're too good for that. We're too strong. Um, and he knows his best team when he needs it. So I think the Preston game will be an interesting team selection. Um, but I think we'll beat them at home. Um, so nine points for you, Brad. Yeah. Before we played Southampton and Norwich, I would have said, six, seven, maybe, because Blackburn was that stigma team. But I'm with Dave. I don't see no reason why, the way he's handled teams of that calibre and quality already, that we can't go to Blackburn, pick up three points, can't beat Preston at home and, and, and do the same to Stoke. You know, I, I would be I'd be happy with seven points. 
don't get me wrong, but yeah. I still think there's no reason we can't come away with with maximum points. Mind you, we had them in Europe last year, Brad. Yeah, but that didn't count in the FA Cup. That was a friendly. We don't talk about that. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I meant last year we had Leicester in Europe. Well, yeah, but on the fancy. Well. All I'm saying is that took any notes of us. Well, <laughs> I get, I've given up taking notice of you about three years ago, and I've only known you two. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I mean, for me, I would take seven definitely. I'd be happy with seven. Um, I just, I mean, I, I'm glad. We, I'm, I'm not glad we lost the whole. Obviously, I don't want to lose, but I'm just glad that we got that albatross off, our, you know, from around our neck. And uh, you know, oh, it's the first loss. We, we've done it. We've got it out the way. Um, Dave, this is what. And I mean, David Nugent is a bit of a another bit of a, a ledge himself. He like he knows where the net is, uh, even if he's pinching his one goal for England off of somebody else's foot. Uh, but he was commentating at the weekend. Uh, you won't see Winks coming out of this team. He's pivotal. I, can't, I couldn't say it before, and I can't say it now. Pivotal. Uh, I mean, what a buy. I mean, that that guy should not be in this division, should he? Hopefully he won't be next year. But the only worry is the number of bookings throughout the season. Um, mm. Because we will lose him inevitably to that. Um, how many times we lose him? Hopefully, it won't make too much of a difference. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the guy's, well, he's, he's fast becoming a legend, and he's only been with us for 10 games. Yes. But yeah. we, we all said, didn't we, that he was the best buy? Mm. Brad, would you agree with that? I mean, he's, he's been an unsung hero, hasn't he, throughout the season. Very solid. I think he's been the most consistent in the team and I think when it's come to us doing our ratings which we, we do is he's been our most consistent rated player I mean 100% pass ratio against Norwich um, you know very good stats throughout for, for the Bristol City game and again it was a signing that at the start of the season I said had we signed him in the Premiership I would have thought mm, okay decent squad player not too bad but because we were in a championship, I thought that was an absolute bargain of, of, of a price. And it came with the Madison deal as well, mm. um, you know, on the back of that. So it, it's good. And we, we need that in the dressing room. I mean, Carlos said that about Vardy being that, you know, with his contract next year, keep him to be that dressing room leader, if nothing else. But him in the dressing room, the attitude and the way he handles himself on the pitch, off the pitch, in front of the media, he suggests that he's very good at what he does all round. And like Dave says, hopefully we don't have to worry about him not playing in the right of his next season because we'll be there with him. So, uh, yeah, fantastic player. Great purchase. We are, Dave. Yeah, you're quite right. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. 
The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, looking, at, looking at some of these matches. I, I was actually talking uh, with my, my, my eldest son yesterday. I went round. Um, for the first, I, I watched my first Premier League game of the season, which was the North London derby. Uh, I haven't watched any Premier League football. I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, how bad is this refereeing? I mean, everything was getting blown up, you know. And uh, I know with the Norwich game, the referee did go a little bit card happy, you know, towards sort of the last uh, 20, 30 minutes. Clintons came out and sponsored him. But when I look at sort of what you get away with in this division, as in the championship, it's actually good to see. And I can't actually blame... Because I'm sat there and I've been moaning for like how many seasons we had it now? Five seasons or something we've had VAR. And there was the, there was that decision about the penalty. They showed it so quickly on um, Sky. They, they, you can show a replay like that. And me and my son sat there. We watched one replay. We both went, penalty. But it took VAR, and I don't want to get this into a VAR discussion, but it took VAR a good four minutes plus to, to work out that it was a penalty. How many things do you need to see it at? It hit his arm. His arm wasn't in a, a unique position. Penalty. The referees in this division make a snap decision like that. I don't care if they get the odd one wrong, if they get the odd booking wrong, because overall, as soon as it be like it is, yeah, and that's what the argument's always been, hasn't it? I mean, there's so many bad decisions made. You're right. You know, balls hitting your knee and then hitting your hand in a, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. Um, and, well, you're right. We, we, we've discussed it before. We could do it all night. Uh, it's rubbish. Um, and referees are getting it wrong because they're getting lazy, as lines, sorry, referees' assistants are. They don't need to watch for offside anymore, you know. And why do you have to wait till somebody gets injured on a one-on-one with a keeper till you put your flag up? Because they're scared of getting it wrong. It's yeah. just changed and ruined the game, unfortunately. And, you know, I mean, it was great for the cup final that year, but... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does have its clubs, but, but Brad, I mean, you know, McAteer the other week scored, looked over his shoulder, flag was down, celebrated. Now, you know, I got confused about was he onside, wasn't he? But that's that's the actual rules. The rules of football yeah. are an ass. But yeah. isn't, it, isn't it, Brad, so much? I'm not getting annoyed at the referees if they do get a decision wrong. Yeah, it's very, it's very freshening to see, you know, because somehow the sport that was the last to get it thinks it's the only one that's ever had technology and it's so difficult to use. I don't understand how you, you know, it's almost like Brendan must've been in charge of hiring VAR because he signed it with the, it was signed with a purpose to only be used for clear and obvious and never gets used for clear and obvious. It get used for pedantic little things. And uh, it's just weird. And I, I, you know, Dan, Dan, who's your adoptive son, Chris, as we know, um, he made the comparisons last season saying, you know, he didn't, you know, tongue in cheek saying he didn't really want to go up because he didn't want to get bad refs again. They've already had a hound in so far. And I've kind of been saying the same thing, you know, all joking aside, you know, 
the Premiership is going to bring that back. And that's the one thing I'm really not looking forward to because it has been refreshing to just enjoy a goal and not sit there going, yeah, I know we've scored, but give it four minutes and it might get ruled out. You know, it's nice just to be able to enjoy a goal from that almost instant. You know, if if, if, if the flag goes up, you can tell straight away that by the corral direction, it's not going to count. All right, end of story, gone. We're not sitting there going, oh, I didn't count. Oh, no, it might do. Yay. Or, you know, it's just it's such a farce. It's such a farce. So, yeah, it's been refreshing to not have yeah. so much to moan about. James just quickly says in, good evening, James. Welcome along. Hope you are well, sir. Uh, as a new football fan, I don't experience watching with VAR. Uh, this season, I'm seeing why everyone complains about it. It's so refreshing to be able to uh, celebrate goals. But it is. But it is sort of the... I find myself when I'm doing the watch-alongs, and you've only got to watch me, to, and I'll go, oh, my God, that was a foul. Oh, never mind. Get on with the game. You know, and you know, even you know, even after Leicester player going down. And I'm thinking, like, why haven't you given that? You're giving the other, you get that one two minutes ago. But then I'm... I'm having to sort of say to myself, calm down, accept it, because, you know, it, it balances out, literally, you know. You, and, uh, but anyway. But, Brad, uh, Brad knocked it on the head. We said, nailed it on the head, should say, when he said clear and obvious. And, he's, uh, you know, it's right. We never see that now, do we? I mean, that's, that's be, a joke, can't, isn't it? Well, it can't be clear and obvious if it takes five minutes to decide. No, exactly. exactly. They should have 30 seconds a minute at the most, and that should be it. If it, yeah. they can't tell, then or, go with or the maybe a review system like they do in cricket, where you only get so yeah. many, you can check yourself if you think it's that often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine right. going goalkeeper. Yeah, <laughs> but now, uh, Dave, you and me can go and uh, make a brew if you want now, because I think this is where we, we get to Brad's part of the show. Um, let's uh, let's bring the next point up. I actually had to rephrase this, knowing how toxic social media can be at times. Yes, I know. I know you you find that hard to believe, but it can be. Um, it's not called X for, for no reason. Um, that I actually put, are Leicester becoming ambulance chasers? And then I decided to go against that because of the last bat that I, I may get, because uh, obviously some football fans don't always get the sarcasm. Uh, but Brad, um, there we go. Signed from the NHS, we signed this guy knowing he had an injury, um, and yet we still signed him, still played £7 million for a player that's injured, and he's going to be out for possibly another 10 to 12 weeks. What the hell is going on? Why did he get... Why do, why do we sign a player, and we're paying wages now for another player? Who? who what's he look like? Do you, do you, do, have we actually signed this player? Have you seen him? Is he on the training videos at all? I've... I, you know, you know that years ago, Dave, you'll remember this in the in the Sun newspaper and the, the others as well. I used to say, if you if you see this man with the sun hat on on Brighton Seafront, run up to him and tap him on the shoulder with a copy of the Sun and say, "I claim my five pounds." I feel yeah. like that with Tom Cannon. You are Tom Cannon, sir. And I claim my five pounds off off top. I mean, Brad, it's it, it, it is a joke in a way, isn't it? It, it, it is because it doesn't really come with much understanding. Chris, get your book out. Yeah, Dave, go and get Good Eagle Pickle. Yeah, go, go and deal with Eagle Pickle. I'll take you on an expertise course. Come with me, children. The rest can stay in the back. No, I think the problem is in injury problems from last season really kind of paint this picture even worse than what it is because that was training that was causing injuries. This was something that um, 
I can't remember the guy's name, but I watched a couple of podcasts, and I think it was on maybe Ben Foster's podcast or someone like that, where they actually explained a medical. And this is this is probably the primest example we can use with Tom Cannon because it came to light that he came to us injured. You won't see him on the training ground videos because he's not training. He'll be he'll be in the physio rooms and, and doing his repairing. So yes, he does look like the person that you need to go out and find and actually uh, assess him. But the reason we signed him, Chris, uh, and people might be saying, well, how did how did we sign him then? Because he didn't pass a medical. Surely he would have failed if he was fit. It's not exactly the whole truth of how a medical proceeds. A medical is, yes, obviously they need to prove that they can actually kick a ball and, and will actually have a, be able to play the career in football. How bad is their injury? We know this is a stress fracture, so it's about a 10-week period. So what, what the medical staff would have done is they would have looked at his track record. They would have looked at previous injuries. Is this a player that regularly gets injured? Is this a player with an underlying condition of an injury that's going to continue throughout his career? They would have looked through that. They would have assessed all that. And then they would have said, what's the risk value? He's still talking, Dave. He's still yeah, talking. go away, Dave. See you later, Dave. <laughs> they, 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 they would have looked at the risk value. They would have looked at his age, because he's a youngster. Then it looks at how many years he's got potential, how long this injury is going to take potentially to recover from, which we now know. Then it looks at the likelihood of the injury recurring and setback in recoveries. They would have analysed every angle of this transfer to 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 break it down, and then they would have ultimately decided: is he worth the purchase? Is he worth the seven million pound fee? Is he worth the gamble on? on the data we've managed to acclaim. And they've obviously acclaimed that this is just an injury setback. He's not one that regularly gets injured. And he's going to be a player that long-term-wise will stay relatively injury-free in terms of training. I wish I hadn't bothered explaining it, though, because you're rather read books. But that's the <laughs> thing. Yeah, no, no, Brad, I completely understand that. I don't think I could have got a bigger book if I tried, to be honest with you. I could try and make you read the 10,000 pages of it if you want. But, yeah, that's that's the essential breakdown of a medical okay, and what they I, analyze. I take, I take all that on board. Enzo said that, hasn't he, that it's, he's for the future. Um, he is for the future, but yeah. will he Nick, have a future? I mean, it's a well, back problem. Now, yeah, my, my, my sister-in-law uh, literally woke up one day, walked down to the bottom of the stairs... And collapsed, and it was a back problem. Now she's fine, don't get me wrong, but she's always got that twinge in the back now. They uh, would know. They would know how serious it is, though. They would yeah, know. that's the analyst yeah. of the back. That's where they check it. How how what the percentages yeah. are of it reoccurring? How, how, what's the detrimental long term effects? And once they probably realise that this is just one of them injuries, like a, it's like a hamstring injury. Essentially, it's going to put him out of action. It can't be helped. Okay, what's the risk of it happening continuously throughout his career? No, like you said, Chris, not only have we got out of contract strikers, we've got an aging striker that by the time he reaches 50 might stop playing football in Vardy. They've obviously nailed their decision on going, this is the man that once he's fully fit and, op and operational, will be getting seen in the team. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm totally not arguing with you, uh, and I'm bound to your superior knowledge, but playing devil's advocate, which <laughs> it's true. Okay, you hang on a second, Brad. I have a a special 
a special video just for you here. Um, well, when I say just for you, it's not just for you, but uh, it's one that I feel is very, very apt at the moment. Your opinion is wrong. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, playing devil's advocate, Jamie Vardy gets injured tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, in training, so can't play against Liverpool. So we're relying on Ian Acho. Ian Acho gets injured during playing in that Liverpool game. We're relying on Daka, who at the moment we know whether there's a player in there or not. We wait to see, but I, you know he was virtually on his way out. I think we all agree uh, in the in the transfer window. Um, surely there was players out there for seven million that are fit that would have proved better value. Well, I'd than... play Wilf up front. Yeah. Well, yeah, again, but that, that that's the assessment. Leicester might have looked at somebody else in and around that transfer market in due, it, it, it value and gone, okay, he's fit and available now. But what we don't know is they may have gone, and let's just say Tom Crow was his name, just for argument's sake. And he was he was a young player, and they looked at him and goes, oh, he's not got injured. But this is what you've learned from an in-depth medical. This is what these players go through. Unless it's deadline day, and they maybe rush it and take a bigger risk. But the long-term scam will dig. say... It did exist, wasn't it? Yes, admitted they had to. And that's, again, it's a gamble that we won't know if it'll pay off until we get a chance to see him play and, and, and how he goes. But they might have gone, oh, well, Tom Crow, we could sign for, for say, for say six million. We could get him in. But hold on a minute, he has a knee, he has a little niggle on his knee and that's going to be something that he never gets rid of. And that could be one week, he could be, he misses two days training. Next, it could be he, jar, he twists his knee and he's out for eight weeks or not, or, or a couple of months. And Tom Cannon's got a fresh bill of health after this. He's set to go. And, and again, it's all dependent on the final judgment. They obviously decided over it that Tom Cannon was the... The way to go, but I get what you're saying. We've, we've, we've yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shay Adams at Southampton uh, was available, uh, ex Leicester lad, obviously, but uh, a proven goal scorer, uh, which Tom Cannon isn't, uh, a regular first team player, which Tom Cannon isn't, um, and is fit and playing, which Tom Cannon isn't. And I still don't see. Then you know, unless this guy is suddenly you know going to turn into prime Messi once he starts playing, and we're not going to know until January, probably. Um, why not wait? To either a wait until the January window, or b get somebody like Shea Adams in. Why would he come to Leicester? No, no, no I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, I know what you're why, saying. Why wouldn't he? You know, if we offered him enough money, yes, he'd come to Leicester. Might stay at Southampton and just do the same there. When you look at some of the players we've had over the last two or three years and their niggles they've had, including Johnny Evans, Castagna, people like that, you know, um, even Ricardo, you know, we've got a lot of players who, who either came back too soon, didn't rest properly. Uh, I think there was a big argument at one stage between us about who, you know, who's putting them right, who the physio is and what the training routine is and all that sort of thing. I used to say it was was Harold Shipman at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we've had a lot of that. I think, you know, we've got to trust the the, uh, medical staff now and say, okay, it's not as bad as it looks, but it's not good enough to start training and it won't be right until December. If, if, If he comes back fit when he is fit and back from this... And is a 20-goal-a-season striker, I'll say, yeah. fine. 
But if he do, if he comes back and is anything less than that, it will have been a bad signing for me. Yeah, yeah, and it's always a gamble, we've isn't it? Him. We've it signed could him. Be, yeah, but it could be a new signing at Christmas. Yeah, you know, it could be seen as that. Um, Plus, how much have we spent? How much have on his wages and interest on all the payments between now and Christmas? Well, yeah, but yeah. To be fair. <laughs> I can I can see him being the Liz Truss of Leicester City this season. That's all I'll say. I will just say I'd rather him than Che Adams. I don't I don't rate Che Adams. I don't get hype around him. I don't know why we were linked to no, him. I'm, 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 I'm using before. that as a yeah. Well, I know you was just saying. The only, is the only one that sprung to mind in fairness. I could, didn't think if I quoted Harry Kane that that would have been fair. You, you could mind. Yeah, um, that may just a smidge. Yeah. Yeah. You could say George Hurst, couldn't you? He was on the books. Why didn't we keep him? Because he clearly. wasn't scoring for teams well, that were clearly below. Wasn't, no, he was. I mean, he's okay. He's only scored what two this year. Um, but you know, the side he's playing for doing okay. Um, the side he's signed. Again, I, I, I think with George Hurst. Well, obviously, again, you know, Enzo. And in Enzo, we trust. You know, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it yeah. wasn't. I, I just think when when those players when that is it is it is it. Is it switches at now, isn't it? I believe. I think so. I think yeah. he's actually. Scored, ironically, I think he scored the winner against he did score the Black weekend. Man. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, but when you they know, signed him for us, they didn't sign a, a player that's out for fifteen weeks. Or whatever. No, they didn't. But you, you think about the injuries, and and okay, um, there's about nine clubs, or so maybe ten. I don't know. In the in the championship, we've got four or more injuries on a regular basis. I mean, we're lucky at the moment. We've just got the two. Um, in the Premier League, I think, um, as I say, Sheffield United had a whole side out. Three. Who's the third? Callum Doyle. <laughs> of course, yeah. Shit. Any yeah. news on that today? Uh, no. Um, in fact, that's going to be the next point. It leads us very nicely onto that point. Because yeah. uh, Dennis Pratt's got the same problem, apparently, as Tom Cannon has. Um, but, of course, we'd had already signed him. He is, a, he is a sick note. And as much as I love Pratt, I think we've got to sort of say... Let's just sell him now and cash in on him because he is going to be the proverbial sick note. I don't care how good he is in the odd two games he plays. For every two games he plays, he'll miss 10 injured. Uh, yeah. Callum Doyle, knee injury. He's going to be scan assessed today. Uh, I left it as long as I could before I did the, the graphic, but nothing up at all on it, um, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Brian, I want to ask you about um, Callum Doyle because... I had a bit of a discussion with my son um, over Callum Doyle, um, and he he thinks Callum Doyle is a be, is, is a better signing than, than Harry Winks. Where I actually have been, whether he whether it's because he came with such a high recommendation, having done so well against um, uh, uh, for Coventry, sorry, last season, but I'm, I've been completely underwhelmed with him. I, I wouldn't say I've been underwhelmed because um, um, I think you have to also take into the fact that he's not started this season in his more natural and comfortable position. But I don't think for a second he's anywhere near in the talking point of Harry Winks for, for best player this season. I think he's done well. I think he's done good. But, Chris, don't don't fall out your chair when you say when I say this. But if you were to tell me right now, between him and Vestergaard, who would lose their place in that centre-back spot without the fact that Doyle's obviously injured, 
for the returning um for the return of Connor Cody, it would be Doyle I'd be looking to drop. I, yeah. I know, I know, I know I can't believe I'm saying it, but the thing <laughs> is Hang on, hang on, hang on. I have got just the uh, just the right uh, uh, jingle for this one. I've only I've got to find it, which is a pain because I've no idea. There we go. Boom. There we go. Brad, Brad disappeared. Brad's back again. Um, Mic drop. What the hell did I? Hang on. One minute and one second and seventeen. Yeah, there we go. Right. Okay. Carry on, Brad. Sorry. Yeah, I just think he's. I think first of all, Cody is that footballing brain and Premier League experience that you need. He, he he'll be able to marshal the back line. He will allow if Leicester were to maybe go into a three. He would allow Justin to go forward. He'd allow, you know, that he'd help that press in the midfield because Yannick would sit back, so he'd be able to go a bit more adventurous. You know, if he's got Wout Faze as a partner and it's not Yannick, he'd be able to allow Faze to go and play centre-back slash centre-forward, uh, as we've seen a few times, you know. And and honestly, I think, I think this is probably what this team continuously needs. I know it's unfortunate through an injury, but again, that competition in places, a few weeks after he said he's going to give JJ the chance to impress and get back in the squad because he sees him with a vital role, looks like now we're going to see that more now than ever with JJ being on the left back, I just don't see how you really take someone like Yannick out, out of that equation. So, yeah, I, I've not been enamoured with him. I know I swallowed the thesaurus today, but yeah. he's not disappointed me, to say the least. He's just not been nowhere near Winks. I don't know what... I think your son needs to... I mean, check, check his room for drugs, Dad. That's what yeah. I would say, because he's talking about him in the same breath as Winks this season. Yeah, well, I did go into his room and I said, stop, stop wanking, son, you'll, you'll, you'll go blind. He went, I'm over here, Dad. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, still only 808. Eight. <laughs> Every time I say something like that, Dave absolutely starts sweating that I'm going to say something I shouldn't in the mornings. I've been, I've been well behaved, Dave, well behaved. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> but, I want to ask you this, and 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 I jokingly uh, put this up, but it is a serious point. Um, weakest link? I can't think of a weakest link. I mean, you know, in the past we've got a Marty, or we've got you know, this. But I mean, yet yeah, Cashaday hasn't been as good as he was when he started. But overall, in those eight games, if you've got, if I had to name the Worst player of the season so far. I don't think I could. No, no, no. I think that's because that, not everybody's firing on all cylinders, aren't they? But it takes time. You know, we saw it with all the top players we signed in the past: Vardy, Mares. You know, it takes time for them to settle in. I mean, I mm. remember Vardy almost being booed first uh, yeah. season. Um, so yeah, I think they've done brilliant. I, I mean, my only not argument. Perhaps we need to be more aware of where players are um, because you've got the quality of the players that are running off the ball, then they need to be used a few times. Um, but, you know, strikers, they go for goal, don't they? Uh, hey, Brad, would, you, would you have a weakest link at all? I try, I've tried to think of one. I've tried to go and be as harsh as possible and I thought, well, who's... Who's maybe not living up to the expectation of hype, and 
I don't know, I think about it, I think about one performance, but I think about two others that were really good. And I, th- I don't think there is one. I honestly do not think there is one because they've either done reasonably well and not had a, a bad performance. I don't think anyone's had a, a performance that's made us go, oh my God, what the hell was that for a performance? Um, and I think any player you could really say is a, a weak link, it's... Well, it hasn't got anything to do with his performances on the pitch because he hasn't mustered any yet. But maybe the most disappointing player who who had expectations to maybe thrive and regenerate their career at Leicester is Patson Dacker. I would mm. maybe say that because I don't believe that Enzo's one of their managers that's going to say, oh, five million more to a club. I mean, unless he's been told, look, we really can't do five million to this club. He cannot play until, you know, we get a bit more flux of money. And I don't know, but... I just feel if you look at the rebirth of some of these players that we've discussed about, my love, Charlie and Nacho, your love, Charlie, Vestergaard, just to name a few. We look at a few players like Indeedy, who have become a born again player. You mean you mean you mean Mr. Twinkle Toes? Yeah, Mr. Baller. Yeah, Twi- Twinkle Toes. You know the you know the penalty winning king instead of giving them away. Indeedy, yeah. Um, the, the next go in Golo Kante is uh, obviously Dan, whatever you want to call him, but. Out of all the players that maybe are still here, that I, I was kind of umming and ahhing about whether I want them here or not, if you really want me to put a weak link on it, in terms of disappointment, I would say it's got to be... It's got to be Dakar. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say Cassidy, because he do, he's done so well on his substitute appearances that it yeah. you know one, one bad start doesn't equate to being a weak link for me. It, it, it is a bit, Dave, isn't it, with Cassidy? A bit like um, Damari Gray, you know, maybe he's just going to be the super sub, you know, that when he comes yeah, on, like, he'll, he'll play well, but when we give him a start, he doesn't play well. Yeah, I, th- I think everybody's made mistakes, but they've also, in the same game, they've done brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Dave Scott says here at Gun and Cassidy, but at Gun, he was being played midfield the other day rather than than on the wing, and it seems to be that wherever Enzo says to a player, oh yeah, you know, it's almost like saying to Vestergaard, go and goal for us, mate. And go, yeah, boss, I'll do that, and it, you know, he keeps a clean sheet. It just seems whatever yeah. they're asked to do for this guy, they do it. I think the plan is to try and get everybody to play in different positions to be versatile because of injury situations, because of the African Cup. um, You know, it's going to take a chunk out of our team. So he's got to have players who can adapt and fill in. Um, And I think the problem with Dakar is he can't, you know, and and the same went for um, Samare. You know, these players just cannot adapt and... And play in different positions or, or do anything differently to what they're used to. But he's now got players who can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Brendan tried it, but he wasn't very good wow. at it. Um, no. But Michael says there, see the manager is trying to get the crowd uh, to up their support um, when the team was, it was very quiet. Uh, Brad, I mean, I mean... I, I, I've, I've got a, I've got a pair of fish here that I don't know what to do with. I used to take down the KP and throw Brendan's way every time we applauded. I haven't got, I don't know what to do with it. We've got, actually got this guy that actually has got a bit of uh, passion on the touchline. I know we've said it before, but it's bloody brilliant, isn't it? 
yeah, it's it's nice to see it, and I th- I think everybody benefits on it. It's not just it's not just Enzo either. It's the substitutes come off the bench celebrating it. The, you know the the backroom staff get involved. It, it's actually something you're more familiar to seeing, or you used to. Shall I say, seeing like the Spanish leagues, didn't it? You see them really involved. The substitutes would be hugging and high fiving the players if they came over and celebrating, and it's just good to see because. You know, Martin O'Neill was the last manager I remember anything close to, to that sort of reaction on the bench. And the fans do draw off it. If they see the manager, you know, jumping up and down on the touchline and encouraging his players and the crowd keep encouraging you. Because I know, as football fans, we're very impatient. Neil against Bristol City got a little bit, oh, come on. You could hear that it was like that tone, wasn't it? You felt yeah. like that was the tone for the crowd. And when... When we got the penalty, we created a few chances either side of that. And the crowd was hyped. It was good. And then, you know, the song that's been living in my head rent-free recently is straight back up, Leicester City. It's just living in my head rent-free because when the crowd's buzzing, you know, and the players five off it as well. I mean, how many times, like Dave said last season, when as soon as we leaked a goal, we, we all thought, well, this is going to be 2-3-0 in a matter of minutes. And usually it was. But you look at the bench, as a player, when you need someone to inspire you and you understand why the crowd aren't so inspired, if your manager's just like, I can't take both hands off because otherwise I'll drop the phone, but you're like, well done, keep going, it's okay. You're kind of like, really? What are you doing? With Enzo, we are seeing a manager that will let you know if he's happy or not with what you're doing. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, I was going to say that. The crowd have got a massive role to play particularly when it's not going well. Um, and that's that's always been Leicester crowd's mm. problem. I, I, and, I that, and out singing the away, uh, being the away fans as well, just as important, because they, they were out singing Southampton yeah. and Norwich. And okay, I know it, it, it's easy to do that when you're, you're kind of in a big, you've got a bit of a gap between them uh, in terms of the scoreline. But we were doing that at nil-nil and, and, and only one nil. So... Credit yeah, we, were to out, we were out singing Southampton all night, mate. There's a yeah, after about 21 in... seconds. <laughs> the white fans, fans do, though, don't they? That, yes, that's they do. A, a no thing. Uh, um, I was going to say, uh, so well done to Leicestershire Live. Uh, the headline Johnny Evans breaks silence on Leicester City exit after passing surprise Man United milestone. Not a word about the contract that Leicester offered him. I don't know why uh, Luke Pawley, Midlands football writer, has even reported on it. Because it says absolutely nothing about Leicester. It's all about him and Man United. Like we really want to read that radio, Leicester Mercury. Uh, but look, guys, things can only get well. No, things can't only get better. Things can only carry on being as good as they are. Absolutely amazing uh, start to the season. Thank you so very much. We've got Liverpool on um, Wednesday. We've got tomorrow night seven o'clock the preview. I've got Stephen Stubbs. Uh, some Statman Stubbs channel joining me, Liverpool fan. Uh, Dave, um, not particularly, bo- I don't want to lose it, but not particularly bothered if we do, to be honest with you. I, no, I've been thinking about that. And whilst it's not going to get us promoted if we beat them, I just wondered whether he might stick out his, what he thinks is his strongest side and see how we do. Um, I mean, uh, he, he's obviously knows what he's going to do, but I'd, I'd be sort of tempted to put a side out against Liverpool that you think might give him a, a, a go. But then on the other hand, you know, we've got a game coming up at the weekend again. We've got 46 mm-hmm. games at least. Um, is it worth risking an injury? Probably not. No, you know. no. 
Uh, Nate, no, it's not televised. Um, and I think Liverpool... Let me just have a look. I'm not sure. Uh, what would you... Whilst while I'm looking, Brad, um, change strongest team there from, from uh, Dave. What, what from yourself? I kind of think this is a, a great opportunity for Leicester to kind of give these players that potentially are going to be here next season if all goes well. And I, what I mean by that is I'm talking about certain loanees and, 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 and players that have, we have on contracts that are looking to be at Leicester in the long term. This kind of is a chance for Leicester to showcase how, how far they've come since that relegation. How up to the how how ready are we in this early stages um, for a return to the Premier League? Because you'd imagine Liverpool aren't exactly going to go gun ho for it. Looking there, Brad. They've got Tottenham away uh, this Saturday at five thirty, so they got the evening game. Uh, We're not playing till the Sunday, obviously. And then next Thursday they're playing Union Saint Gilles. I've done it. That'd be a tough one. Yeah, no, I, I thought they were fags, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> next Thursday, uh, so they, they've got Champions, Champions League. No, it's not Champions no, League. No, it's Europa League. Europa it's League Europa. that they've got to worry about. Uh, and let's be honest with you, as we know, uh, Brad, there's some, there's some um, things that can trip you up in the Europa League, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And again, this might be a case of, I don't think we'll see all of a sudden, you know, the, 10 or 11, you know, under 23s playing. I think, I don't think we actually have that luxury, but Liverpool might, you know, I'm saying a Harvey Elliott, I know he's more of a, he's been more of a regular this season, but I don't think we'll see too big a name from uh, Liverpool. And I think this is a fair crack at the whip for Leicester to kind of go, chance to kind of put the, um, the gloss on the start of a season if we can knock Liverpool out. I think, you know, at gun, I think Fatawu, you know, I think maybe um, Marcel will get a look in, Stoichek, I think maybe Cody, I don't know, you'll see. Because like you said, Chris, they've got a worse fixture lineup than us. They've got, you know, they've got, I'm sure Klopp will cry about it if we do beat them. He'll probably blame the Carabao Cup like he used to do when they'll get in half a million for some Mickey Mouse mid-season tournament they had when they won the league. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I think this is a is this is a that first assessment of it. It's like that, it's like that appraisal after three months of the job, isn't it? You go, now what are you doing, and how how ready are you for the next step? And I I, I think that will be the game. The, where we the, do that. If we we played them pre season. Uh, we did very well apart from half an hour when we let four goals in. Yeah. Uh, but it will be interesting to see how we have progressed from there. Yeah, I think so, because obviously new players have come in, so, you know, it, it makes a big difference. I think the guys would like to uh, check it out against them um, and see what happens. And it's a nice place to play, isn't it, to be fair? Yeah. There'll be a few yeah, Leicester fans up there. And, I, think, I think for me, though, Dave, if we do get knocked out, we can say, well, come on, it's Liverpool and, you know, we're... we're yeah. We, we were the relegated team and we're still in transition, blah, blah, blah. If we were to go to Newport and lose to Newport, it would be a completely different uh, different um, take on it, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Or many more places we've been to. Yeah, yeah. well, yes, yes. No, I mean, it, it wouldn't be one of them, Dave. Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> break our hearts, would it, if we 
if we lost, but no, let, no. let's give it a go. Why not? Yeah. Uh, a quick question here from Scott. I'll stick with you first, Dave, then I'll come to you, uh, Brad. Uh, Dakar to get a run out? I think he has to. Yeah. I think he has to. Uh, if he... I mean, we've got him till Christmas, whatever happens. So I think he, he has to play him. If he doesn't play him, then I think that's his career over with Leicester. Right. I mean, assuming this five million thing isn't hanging over the club financially to not play him, I, I think he has to because at some point you're going to have to either give Daka the chance to earn earn and fight for, for, for to revive his Leicester career or... You're putting him in the shop window, and he has to do something. And like I said, like you said, Chris, they're playing on Thursday. I can imagine ninety percent, if not all, of their first team will be rested for that one. I know it's not the only thing that should be difficult about that opponent opposition they've got on Thursday is pronouncing their team name. But like you said, Chris, stranger things have happened in Europe. We never know. And yeah. Jurgen Klopp loves a good crying in excuse. So if he puts out his under twenty threes and they lose to Leicester, at least yeah. he has something to bitch and moan about. But yeah, yeah, I think he should. Yeah. Um, last question, because uh, it's just popped up on my on my news. Um apparently according to Talk Sport, Fulham are looking at Kieran Dewsbury Hall for the January transfer window. Dave, yeah, right. yeah never I mean gonna never gonna happen. It's not, is it? Nah. No. That's no, my true. answer, Chris. Shortest one you'll get. Just to follow on. Well, I tell you what, that, that, that put a smile on Dave's face. <laughs> if he suddenly jumps up, we'll know how far your finger reaches. <laughs> I wish I could jump up. <laughs> we'll take that as a, I, I don't think it's a no. Like, well, you, you're going to wait and see where Leicester are at the end of the season, aren't you? You know, uh, if we carry on this form. Gentlemen. It has been a pleasure. Um, Cheers, Dave, mate. tell everybody uh, where 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 people can find you. Well, I mean, obviously... Well, not me. Um, I think we should do the breakfast show, don't you? Surreyhillsradio.co.uk um, between some ridiculous time in the morning and um, 10 o'clock. You are you are too kind, sir. You are too <laughs> kind. Uh, <laughs> that uh, I, I've heard I've heard he's no good anyway. You know, it's, wow. <laughs> don't worry. But Dave, no, thank you so very much for coming on. You're welcome. Um, Cheers, Chris. Uh, we'll see, see you, Brad. Next time. Take care, buddy. Take care, Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, Brad, where can people find you? Well, you can find me back here on Wednesday. Um, I'll be doing my usual pre-match, half-time and full-time with Chris for the Liverpool Carabao Cup match. Then Thursday, um, we'll do the preview for the Blackburn game. Friday will be the Predictions League update. And then the turn of the week, we'll start to see the WSL kicking off. So then you will see content coming over on... Uh, LTID TV 2 where I will be bringing you uh, a quick preview of the first game of the season if it's plausible to watch along and also all things WSL and Aston City related to honest review on that channel Brilliant, look forward to it Brad, thank you so very much sir uh, I will see you on Wednesday um, fingers crossed like I said, if we lose, we lose. I'm not going to... Uh, yeah, the performance will matter more than the result in the end. Exactly, exactly. Unless we win, then, of course, it will all be about the result. Thanks for yeah, of course. Take care. I'll see Take you care. there. All the best. Bye-bye.
Thanks to Brad there. Um, he'll be back, as I say, starting uh, very, very soon on LTID TV 2 on YouTube. Do get over there and give it a subscribe if you've subscribed to this channel first, of course. Uh, but thank you very much for coming on. And he will be bringing us the WSL coverage this season, as well as quizzes. Uh, Neil, uh, who was going to come on and do the quiz last week, last Tuesday, but I was absolutely uh, absolutely ill, so couldn't do it. But he will be coming on this channel soon for the Leicester quiz. But thanks to uh, Dave and thanks to uh, Brad for coming on there. So we'll be back tomorrow, 7 o'clock, with a preview with, like I say, Stephen on the... Um, and learn a preview for the Liverpool game. Thank you to everybody that's watched. Really do appreciate it. If you've been listening on the podcast, uh, which you can join in via TalkSport, um, we thank you for sharing with us your ears as well. Thank you to all the members. It really does keep the channel going. Only one ninety nine a month for membership, and it really does help, and it gives you a chance to come on live. And I will see you tomorrow. It has been a pleasure. I've been Chris. This has been LTID TV. This is Arnie. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.